Thank you for listening to this podcast brought to you by Baylife Church Port Stevens. We hope you find this message challenges and inspires you in your daily Christian walk. For more information, visit www.baylifechurch.org.au. Well, this morning, I'm actually uh, talking on the invitation. Who loves getting an invitation to something? Yeah, everyone loves an invitation, a good birthday party or a wedding. I can't believe you guys are in church this morning. I just want to give you another round of applause. You're amazing. You're way better Christians than I am. But um, yeah, I'm looking on the invitation. If you saw that thing that was up on the screen before, it, um, it was Glimpse, and the last uh, letter of that is E, and that was evangelism. And I suppose this morning, that's kind of what I'm, what I'm touching on, is, is evangelism and, and personal evangelism um, from you to your friends. And if you want to stick the, uh, the PowerPoint up, I've put a lot of time in it. I haven't put a lot of time and effort into it, but there is one. Um, there's a verse up there that I want to have a look at. And it's from Luke 14, 23. And it said, So his master said, Go out into the country lanes behind the hedges and urge anyone you find to come so that the house will be full. Who wants to see this house full? I know my heart is I want to see this house full. And I just just don't want to see this house full so that we can say that we have a big church. I just don't want to see this house full so that we can say that, you know, we're amazing that we have, you know, hundreds and hundreds of people in the church. My heart behind wanting to see this house full is because I know that when this house is full, people's lives are going to be healthy. I know that when people are in this house, they're going to um, know Jesus, they're going to encounter the living God, and their life is going to be changed for, for the good, for the better. And uh, I just think it's great. And, you know, I love our, our, our senior pastor's heart for this church. You know, they're all about our community. You know, I love, I love Greg's heart that, you know, all he wants to do is to see this place be as healthy as it can, to see this community be, be so healthy and the people in this community come to know Jesus Christ. And I love that. And that's why, you know, I, I'm in this church is because my heart is exactly that, to see the world come to know Jesus Christ. So today, the aim of this message is to inspire, uh, to challenge you and to champion you on to continue to invite people to meet Jesus. And when I'm saying invite people to church, remember, I'm not just saying to get the, get the seats full so we can have seat warmers on a Sunday. You know, we, we want to see this place full so people can meet Jesus. Amen? And that's what I want to talk about this morning and continue to get us passionate about the things that Jesus is passionate about. Let me pray. And we'll, we'll get into the message. God, we just thank you for this church. We thank you for who you are. We thank you for what you're doing in this community, Lord God. And I just pray this morning, you just uh, open our hearts and open, to our, open our minds, Lord God, to what it might mean to uh, share an invitation, to, to show someone and, and encourage someone to come and meet Jesus Christ personally. I just thank you for that in your mighty name. Amen. Amen. So in my research on this I suppose, topic, the invitation, about inviting people to church. I've found that the best possible way that you can get someone to come along to church to meet Jesus is through a personal invitation. 
That there's so many different forums that we can invite people to church in, so many different things. We can do it on social media, we can do it through a text message, we can do it through um, you know, Facebook, Instagram, which is cool, didn't exist a while ago, you could write them a letter. But the best, personal, or the best way that you can actually get someone to come to church and encourage someone to come to church is through a personal invita- invitation. And the statistics say that 80 to 90% of the people who have attended church for the first time have been invited personally by someone. They've they've come because of a personal invite. Whether that be a family member um, or a friend or or someone, um, studies show that, that they came to church and stayed in church because they were personally invited to come. You know, that's exciting. 80 to 90% of the people that, that are in churches and stay in churches are here because they've been personally invited. Just not this church, but churches all around the world are full of people that have been personally invited to come to church. You know, these numbers are amazing. But at the same time, a survey was done with about 300,000 churchgoers. That's a lot of people. And nearly 60% of them had never invited someone to church. That, that number scares me. <laughs> that 80 to 90% of people that, that come to church, to meet, that, that find Jesus, that come into a relationship with God, have, have come into a church because they've been personally invited. But 60% of the people have never actually gone and invited someone to come. And this morning, I could touch on so many different things. You know, I could do a whole series on, on the invitation. I could, you know, preach about the invitation that Jesus has for you or why we don't invite people to church. But this morning, I want to encourage you in why we should be inviting people to church. I just want to do a quick study, real quick, from just in, in this room. I want you to put your hand up if, if you first started coming to church, not necessarily this church, but first started coming to church or maybe to this church because you personally got invited to come by someone. Just raise your hand. Raise your hand if you personally got invited to come to church. That's awesome. There's so many hands up that are saying, you know what, I personally got invited to come to a church where I met Jesus. And I just want to start this morning with a little quick video if you want to get that prepped. Um, and the video... It's a little bit funny, and, and, and basically it is, you know, invite someone. What's the worst that could happen? Let's have a look. You can do this, man. No, I can't. Yes, you can. It's just church. You can invite him. Just do it. What's the worst that could happen? Hey, Roger. Oh, hey, Paul. Uh, I was wondering if you wanted to go to church with me and my family this weekend. Why? You think we're a pack of wild heathens that need uh, Bible learning and, and churching and saving? Is that it? No! Hey! 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 <coughs> hey stop! <coughs> Get yourself a go-gurt. Seriously, you've got to snap out of this. Just invite him. Oh, but what if I say the wrong thing? You. Church. Sunday or else. You smell like sin. (laughs) (coughs) 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 Will you go to... Church with me. Come to church with me, you will. Mm-hmm. I'll never go to 
being silly. There's nothing to be afraid of. Hey, Roger. Hey, Paul. Uh, you need a hand? Actually, I think I got it. What's up, man? Well, I don't know if you have any plans this weekend or not, but Christine and the kids and I would love it if you and your family came to church with us. Oh, wow. Um, we've actually been thinking about attending someplace. We, uh, we just hadn't decided where. Uh, uh, yeah, I think that'd be fine. Awesome. <laughs> you smell like salmon. It's hilarious. Did... I thought he said seven. <laughs> what did he say? <laughs> Sid, I thought he said you smell like seven. I'm like, why would you say that? <laughs> oh, I thought he said you smell like seven. <laughs> if you ever go invite someone to church, so I go up to them and tell them that they smell like seven. Well, wow. <laughs> awesome, yeah. <laughs> wow, well, that's good. I'll keep moving on, hey? Uh. <laughs> I'm done. All right. <laughs> oh, so we live in a world um, today where, where faith is being pushed further and further under the carpet. And uh, it's becoming, stop it. <laughs> Please don't. She, I know, she, she cries and snorts. It's... <laughs> But, um, you know, it's becoming so much more politically incorrect to, to talk about our beliefs, you know, to talk about our, our faith system or talk about our, our, our belief systems. And, you know, God forbid we actually push our beliefs onto someone else. And I was, I was thinking about this. And, it's, you know, it's okay to be passionate or believe in anything in the world just as long. Well, this is what I believe that, you know, the world's, mindset is, just as long as Jesus Christ isn't in the sentence, that it's okay for us to get passionate about whatever we want. We can get passionate about the football, we can get passionate about, you know, celebrities, we can, we can get passionate about, you know, anything we want in life, crocheting or, you know, whatever, whatever, that, whatever you get passionate about. And we tell people when we get passionate about things, right, you know, we, we get excited about it and we, we tell them about it and we try to convert them to do the thing that we're doing. I know when I go to the gym with people that, you know, there's always the, the new thing that's out and they're so passionate about it that, you know, they're going to, uh, you know, get, get so much bigger than everyone else and so much fitter than everyone else because they've found the new Thing, and they try to push that onto you and say, no, no, you need to be doing this, you need to be doing it this way, you need to be doing it this way. And uh, I've got a mate up here this week that's going to be doing that, which would be great. But um, you know, I'll, let's just look at a few things that, that, that are kind of hip at the moment, I suppose. Hip. Did I just say hip? I am so not that old. Um, but look at a few things that are on topic at the moment. You know, let's have a look at CrossFit for a second. Who, who, who knows some CrossFitters? Anyone know any CrossFitters? Uh, anyone do CrossFit? Um, that, that's, if you do CrossFit, that is fine, and it's a really good thing. But I find CrossFit really funny because, um, you know, people that do CrossFit are so passionate about CrossFit, right? That, you know, I sat next to a girl on the, uh, on the plane on the way home from uh, the Philippines. And for the first hour and a half, she talked to me about CrossFit. 
This girl was so passionate about CrossFit and she was so excited about CrossFit, about how she started CrossFit and what it does and how it's so good for everything in your life and it's so amazing. And, you know, I was believing it. She was like on fire for CrossFit. I reckon, you know, she could have got on the PA and done an altar call about CrossFit and everyone in that plane would have gone, I'm on. I want to do CrossFit because you're making it sound like it's the best thing in the world. And the funny thing was that after an hour and a half, she asked me what I did, and she wasn't even a CrossFitter. She did something else in... Um, Jimmy's a minion. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> well, I'm very distracted this morning. Um, but about an hour and a half, about an hour and a half... She asked me what I did, and I said, oh, well, I'm a pastor. I've just been on a, on a missions trip. And she said, oh, that's really cool. I'm a Christian too. I'm like, oh, awesome. It would have been cool if you got passionate about, passionate about God is what you did about CrossFit, right? And, um, you know, there's, there's a new thing as well. It's probably not new, but, you know, the, the other big thing that's going around at the moment is the uh, vegan paleo diet. And, hey, don't get me wrong. If you do this diet, it's a great thing. And I'm sure it's good for your health, and, and, it's, and it's really, really good. But we all know that people that do the vegan or paleo diet are very passionate about their vegan paleo diets, and they're, they're unashamed to tell us about what that is. And, you know, when someone tells me that they're doing the paleo diet, I'm like, what is paleo anyway? Do you even, like, what is paleo? And I looked it up last night, and it had something to do with cavemen. Um, something, something to do with that you eat what you find on the ground or something. So in the schoolyard, you'd be sweet. <laughs> Just, you know, walk through, be like, oh, awesome, half-eaten packet of chips or chocolate bar. I don't think that's how it works. But I think, um, you know, that's what the paleo diet's all about. But people that do CrossFit or people that do paleo or the, you know, the, the, the vegan type of... <laughs> the what? Or both. I was about to get to that. If you meet someone that does CrossFit and is a paleo, they're really confused about what to talk about first. Um, um, sometimes it's like, I don't know, I'll just, I'll just mingle them in together and say I'm a paleo CrossFitter. And um, if you want to start a business, I reckon you'll become a millionaire if you started one of those things because, you know, they're on trend at the moment. But, you know, I was thinking, you know, for us, in our lives. You know, there are so many things that the world is saying that are going to change your life. There's so many things that the world are, are pumping and inviting us to and saying, you know, this is the best thing in the world. You know, this is the best thing that you can do for your life, that it's going to change your life, it's going to get you fit, it's going to get you healthy. And I'm not saying that it's not because it, all that stuff does that. But what I'm trying to encourage us here as a church today is we need to start getting passionate about our belief systems. We need to start getting passionate about our God. You know, because I, I truly believe the only thing that's truly going to change someone's life is Jesus Christ. You know, the, the only thing that is actually going to see someone come from a place of searching into a place of hunger and thirst, as shows us in the Bible, it's Jesus Christ. That until we actually start inviting people to come to know Jesus Christ and get passionate about what we believe in, the world is never going to come. You know, we think that we put on the best thing here. Why wouldn't anyone want to come to this? This is the best thing in the world. But if they don't know what's on, or they've never been invited to come, why would they? It's not like, you know, God can do anything, yeah. But I so believe that it's our responsibility as Christians. You know, we are here on this earth to tell other people about Him, right? 
That's why we're here. We're here on this earth. Once we become a Christian, we've, we've given our life to God and we said, you know what? I want you to be part of my life, Jesus. I give my life to you. Thank you for dying on the cross for my sins. You know, that's awesome. But that's where it just starts. From then, it's our responsibility to go into all the world, go into our communities, our workplaces, our schools, and start saying, hey, do you want to come to know Jesus too? The invitation that we're talking about here is not just an invitation to come to church and get entertained. It's just not an invitation to come into a place where you'll see a light show and an amazing band and, and you know, a funny guy preaching up the front. Um, you, know, you, you don't invite them for that. All that stuff's great. But the reason why we want to invite our friends and family is because we love them. Because we want them to know Jesus Christ. It's because we want them to have what we have in our life. You know, Christianity is, is such a personal thing, but it's so not just a personal thing at the same time. You know, we have a personal relationship with Jesus, and that's amazing. And that's our responsibility to grow, and it's our responsibility to be getting into the Bible and prayer and, and growing in our relationship with God and understanding the plan and the purpose that God has for our life. That's, that's our responsibility. But on the other side, it's also our responsibility to be going into our workplaces, our families, and saying, hey, I've got something that's going to change your life forever. And it's not CrossFit. It's not, it's not a diet. It's not a new fad. But he's been here forever, and his name's Jesus Christ. Why don't you come and check it out and see what he does? You know, I just wanted to have a look at a, at a few Bible stories about where people got invited to come to, to see Jesus and, and come to, you know, listen to, to Jesus speak or, or even be invited to, to, to come into a relationship with Jesus through the Bible. And um, the first one I want to have a look at is Andrew, who invited Peter to meet Jesus. You know, this story is in, in John 1, 40. Uh, to four, well, there's more than just 42, but uh, I'm going to have a look at it at a bit today. But, um, you know, Andrew wasn't mentioned that many times in the Bible, but he was one of the best inviters. That every time that he got mentioned in the Bible, pretty much, except when he was getting, um, you know, written as, as a disciple, as one of the disciples, that he was inviting people to come to know Jesus. He was inviting people to come to Jesus. You know, we can have a look in John 6. He, he brings the boy with the loaves and the fishes to Jesus so that a miracle can happen. In, in John 12, he's bringing, he's bringing some Greeks um, to, to come and, and meet Jesus. And, and they're great, but I truly believe that the most important invite that he ever made is in John 1. And, and this, was, this was when... He invited his brother, Simon Peter, to come and meet Jesus. And, I, and from verse 35, it says, The next day, John was back at his post with his two disciples. So Andrew was a, a disciple of John the Baptist. And, um, yeah, and they, were, they were watching. He looked up, saw Jesus walking nearby and said, Here he is, God's Passover lamb. And two disciples heard him and went after Jesus. Jesus looked over his shoulder and said to them, What are you after? They said, Rabbi, which means teacher, where are you staying? He replied, Come along and see for yourself. A 
I love that. In, in the message, this is in the message version, by the way. Um, the, the heading is, come see for yourself. <laughs> that's really cool. You know, that's a, a cool slogan. That, you know, we could even be encouraging people. You know, what is church all about? Come see for yourself. Come along. Come check it out. You know, they came, saw where he was living, and ended up staying with him for the day. In the late afternoon, oh, it was late afternoon when this happened. Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, was one of the two who heard John's witness and followed Jesus. The first thing he did after finding where Jesus lived was find his own brother Simon, telling him, we found the Messiah, and he immediately led him to Jesus. Let's just think about that for a moment. What would have happened if Andrew kept it to himself? If he went, sweet, I found Jesus. I found Jesus, that's awesome, I found the Messiah. And I'm just going to camp here and just listen to him speak and keep it all to himself. You know, the dude that Jesus built his church on never would have got to know him. You know, Peter was the guy who, who Jesus, he was the rock. You know, he called him, called him the rock, the, the one on which he was going to build his church on. And Andrew, his brother, the only reason why he got there is because he got invited. How cool is that? Because he got invited to come and, and meet Jesus. You know, the second one was Philip who invited Nathaniel to meet Jesus in John 1.43. And, you know, this is really interesting as well because the first four disciples that ever started to follow Jesus, two of them got invited. That Andrew went and invited Simon Peter and Philip went and invited Nathaniel to come and to, to... Meet Jesus. You know, that's really, really cool. I find that really interesting. You know, the, the Samaritan woman um, who invited her neighbors in, in John 4, 28 to 30. You know, I love this story because it's another amazing testimony of when someone encounters Jesus, that she encountered Jesus for herself, and all she wanted to do was go back into her town, find her neighbors, find her friends, and say, hey, you need to come and listen to this guy. You need to come and meet Jesus. Because look what he did in my life. Church, what has God done in your life? He's done amazing stuff. He's done so many great things in you and through you. And it's so important that you know, when, we, when we understand that you know, Jesus is the one who's changed our life, we need to be getting our friends and our family to come and meet him as well. You know, there's so many reasons why we won't do that, and that's a whole other message. But I just want to encourage, encourage us today in championing us on to, to be inviters. Yeah, another one is Matthew, Matthew who's also called Levi, um, you know, who gave a feast to introduce Jesus to his friends. You know, another testimony of, of this dude who was a sinner. He was, you know, one of the worst of the worst. And he encountered Jesus, he met Jesus and just put on a party so all of his friends can come and meet him as well. You know, look what the Pharisees did in that story. You know, they said, oh, what are you doing hanging out with sinners? You know, Jesus, Jesus came for the sick. He came for the hurt. He came for the broken. He came for you and for me. Another one is uh, Cornelius in, in Acts, who invited his family and friends to hear Peter. And this is a really cool story because if, this is the first time that the, the Holy Spirit 
got poured out into the Gentiles. That beforehand, you know, the Holy Spirit and Jesus was only for the Jews. It was only for the, for the you know, the, the righteous ones. But, you know, the Cornelius had a dream and he said, you know, you've got to go send some people out to, to go, and, go, and find, go and find Peter. And Peter was on the roof and he had a dream about all these unclean animals. And, and he said, you know, kill them and eat. And he wasn't saying kill people, but the, the whole meaning behind that was that Jesus was showing Peter that, you know what, I am for everyone. <laughs> I'm just not for, you know, the ones that, that, that are righteous or the ones that, that think they're perfect. I am for everyone. And because of that, because Cornelius went out and invited Peter to come to his house and say, hey, Come and listen to this guy talk about Jesus. Come and listen to this guy talk about, talk about you know, how amazing Jesus is. They were filled with the Holy Spirit. From that moment on, you know, the, the, the church started to go out because they, they believed and they understood that Jesus is for everyone. Amen? Is this okay? Awesome. You know, we can never underestimate the power and potential of inviting people to meet Jesus. You know, through these stories, you know, we can see we can see our brothers and sisters come to know Christ. We can see our neighbours come to know Jesus. We see people's, who, people's lives who are broken come to know Jesus. We see people's lives changed forever through the power of the Holy Spirit. You know what? Never underestimate an invitation to come and meet Jesus. You might be thinking, oh, you know, if it's... It's just, one, you know, everyone else is going to be doing it. Why do I have to do it? Classic, if, you know, if everyone had that opinion, no one is going to come and meet Jesus. And I believe that we're a church that is passionate about our community, that we're a church that's passionate about seeing the broken and the lost and the hurting come to know Jesus Christ. Amen? Yeah. Amen. That's, that's why we're here in this community. That, yeah, we're here to, to be a family and we're here to, to, to do all that. But the number one reason why we are in this community is not so that we can come and, and sit on seats and have a great show on a Sunday. The reason why Baylife Church and why you are here in this church, in this world, is so that you can go and see your friends and family and this community come to know Jesus Christ. You know what, God may have put you on this earth to invite, you know, the next Reinhard Bonnke or the next Billy Graham to church. You never know. You never know. That's maybe why you're here on this earth, so that you can invite someone to church so that they can go and change the world. Maybe. I know that's, that's, that's um, you know, Reinhard... No, Billy Graham's story, that he got invited to come to church. And that's where it all started. You know, maybe the next Brian Houston, maybe the next Greg McEwen, who will plant a church seriously. Whew. He'll plant a church... And see a young guy like me come to know Jesus. Seriously, I wouldn't know God if it wasn't for Greg and this church. 
I wouldn't. Give him a clap. It's amazing. (laughs) No ugly crying. (laughs) That's what Sophie told me yesterday. (laughs) On Friday. She said, uh... I'm going to make hankies that say no ugly crying. <laughs> so if you need to cry, look at the hanky and make sure it's not ugly. So I apologise if that was ugly. Um, but seriously, you never know who you're going to invite to church that's going to make a difference in so many people's lives. You have no idea what difference you're going to make in someone else's life because you invited someone to come and meet Jesus Christ. Why doesn't the band come? We never can underestimate it, hey. It's amazing. We have no idea what it can do in someone else's life. No idea. You know, but for us to become inviters and for us to understand what that means, we have to first get passionate about what Jesus is passionate about. We have to ask God to break our heart for the lost. And we have to ask Jesus to break our hearts for our families, for our schools, for our workplaces, for our friends. And we have to be unashamed. Seriously, be unashamed in your faith. Be unashamed in what you believe in. Because it's the only thing in the world that's proven over and over and over and over again that it changes lives forever. The only thing I've ever seen. You know, Greg said before, the church is the hope for humanity. I so believe it. I so believe it. That's why Jesus created it. He didn't create it just because it was a cool thing to do. He did it so that people like you and me can be in a relationship with him. You know, in Luke 19 verse 10, it said, For the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which is lost. You know what? Before we were Christians, we were lost. Before we knew Jesus, we were lost. We were. We were trying to look for love. Every single person in this room was trying to look for stuff in the wrong place. We were trying to look for acceptance, love, anything that you can think of. We were trying to look for it in the wrong place. Because the only place we're going to find it is in Jesus Christ. You know what, today I want to make it real easy for us as a church to invite people. So what I've done, I've got my marketing on (laughs) and I've created some, well I haven't, Bronnie has because she's amazing, some invitations for you to take. They're on the back desk at the connect desk after church. And these invitations are real simple. It just says, your invitation. Come and see what we're all about. <laughs> Bring a friend. Sundays from 10 a.m., Bailoff Church. Very simple. Doesn't say on there you're a sinner, you need to come and know Jesus, or you smell like salmon. Doesn't say that. <laughs> all it says is, this is your invitation, and I would love for you to come. You know, for me, this is going to be awesome for me. That I can put these in my wallet. And, you know, I talk to people at church all the time, and I'm always like, oh, how am I going to invite them? Well, you should come to church. And then they're like, yeah, that'll be fun. You know, the conversations are awesome. But <laughs> you can give them something, put something in their hand. They can put something in their wallet. Maybe you can write your number on the back. Maybe, you know, write their address on another one, and you can go pick them up and bring them. <laughs> Maybe. 
But, you know, I want you to grab some of these as you leave. You know, don't take hundreds of them because there's only a few hundred there. But, yeah, we'll, we'll keep printing them. We'll keep printing them off. There's, 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 yeah, there's about 200 of them up the back. So why don't you get prayerful? We're going to have a moment in a second where I just want us to, we're not going to sing, we'll just be some quiet music, but I want you to think about the person who you're going to give one of these to this week and say, hey, why don't you come to church? Check it out. Come see what it's all about. They might say, no, that's all right. There's heaps of them. Keep giving it to them. <laughs> but you know what? We do. Our hearts need to be broken to understand that, you know what? We're here to see a lost world come to know Jesus Christ. Why don't we stand to our feet? Right now, I just want you to close your eyes and just take a deep breath in. Just relax. You know, God talks to us when we talk to Him. When we ask Him questions, He talks back. We've just got to open our heart and open our mind and, and listen to what He's saying. And right now, I believe that the Holy Spirit's going to drop some people's names, some faces in your heart right now about maybe who you can invite to come and meet Jesus. Now, right now, why don't we pray this prayer together? Why don't we say, God, say, God, right now, I pray you just drop some names, some faces, of the people that you've called me to invite to come to know you. You know, you're going to be in a relationship with a person, you'll know them. It might just be an acquaintance. God's dropping something on your heart right now. After the service, I want to encourage you to grab some of these invites and as the ladies say, get your brave on. <laughs> Go and invite someone to church next week and encourage them to come, come and meet Jesus Christ. You don't need to tell them that because they'll be like, is he going to be there? They, they might be a bit freaked out, but you can open your eyes. It's all good. But I want to encourage you with that. And um, I hope and pray that this message has been encouraging. And I hope and pray that you know we can continue as a church to grow in our, our passion and in our, in our calling for, for you know, what God has planned for this, this place. Awesome. Thanks, heaps. Thanks for listening to the message today brought to you by Baylife Church. We hope the message leaves you feeling challenged and inspired to live out your Christian walk. Please tune in again for next week's message.